Welcome to the Between the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Friday, September 4th, 2020. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you've had a great week. And we are back once again with another conversation as the month of September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. I want to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to have needed, meaningful conversation around these topics. One, so that we can be better when it comes to being knowledgeable, being aware, and being our best selves to help others. But then also, two, for us to make sure that for those of us that struggle, we've got the help that we need, we've got the encouragement that we need, and understanding that our lives are purpose in life is so much greater than an early grave due to suicide. So before we go ahead and get started on today's conversation, I want to just take a quick moment to say thank you to all of the new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. For those of you all that are returning, thank you so much as well. Thank you for your continued support. Please make sure you go ahead and continue to share and encourage others to tune into the podcast as well. I'm going to go ahead and give you all my socials up front today so that we can focus in on this conversation, which won't be long, but it will be meaningful. So real quick, you can follow me on Instagram, Jr. Facebook and LinkedIn, Richard L. Taylor Jr. Twitter is at TrulyTaylorMade. And then, of course, you can hit me up on my website, RichardTaylorJr.com. There you'll be able to find information about all of my six books, uh, new book that I actually have that's getting ready to be released. I'm making an announcement about it later on today. And then also um, the new line of apparel that we have as well. All of that is on richardtaylorjr.com. So as we start off every podcast, I usually try and kick us off now with some kind of thought or maybe some kind of passage. And so since we're in the conversation of suicide, suicide awareness, um, I wanted to kick us off actually with chapter one, a very small snippet of chapter one from my third book, which is called Love Between My Scars, right? And so in this, um, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna hit this off and it'll lead us right into our discussion um, today. And so literally says, because depression and suicide were viewed as taboo in black culture, the subject often became a joke of many conversations. During those times, I would sit back and study people's actions and responses towards the subjects of depression and suicide. I noticed that beneath the jokes, the majority of people were serious when stating how they truly felt. They would say that the same thing or something very similar, which was that depression and suicide was a white person's problem. There I was as a black man dealing with white people's problems. Now, I want to take this time today as we are in this uh, space talking about being able to overcome in moments and times when it comes to dealing with depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, maybe anxiety, um, and everything that has to do with mental health. Many times it has been painted that It is usually something that white people go through. And I want to take the time today to really not only negate that, but to to teach against it and and to kind of give us a new way and frame of viewing this, understanding that this is something that anybody who might be susceptible at any time can struggle and go through. And so for me personally, that portion that I just read to you from that chapter was actually my lived experience for a very long time. It was what I dealt with when it came to conversations, and it was what I dealt with, which is a part of the reason that kept me quiet. Now, as we go through these podcast episodes this month, which I have 
a lot of them. One of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to be breaking down my journey of suicide, depression, what got me into it, um, why I stayed in it, and ultimately how I got out of it. But I want to do it in a different way. It's not going to just be through one big podcast, um, but it'll also be joined with different experiences throughout these moments. And so for me, the concept of dealing with this um, really did kick off from not just being bullied, but in me being bullied and me having these thoughts of being worthless, um, not having a purpose in life, questioning why I was here. A lot of that was coupled and, and kept quiet because of the fact that for so long I was either told or had heard that what I was going through was white people's ish. It was it was something that white people dealt with. And so this miseducation that we have a lot of times now when we have these conversations as I travel the country, obviously pre-COVID, but working with people um, through different forms of social media, through different forms of, of, you know, online platforms that still allow connections with people throughout the world, specifically in the the varying communities of color. Right. Um, having all of them kind of say some of the same things of, man, it was taboo in my house for so long or in my culture for so long. And it's not now until, you know, we've got to like the last two to three years where we're really talking about it, where we're really having discussion around it. And so I think that this is really important for us to really dive into today. And the reason being is because what we're starting to see is that people are opening up. And as they open up, this is one of the things that that we have talked about. Now, why is it that for so long was it something that was deemed as a white people's problem? Well, few things that really stick out to me that I want to just talk about real quick and maybe you can relate to it when it comes to how you've seen it, how it's been presented. Right. Um, the first is that uh, obviously and I didn't have a ton of white friends growing up, um, but I had a few and, and, and words like therapy or counselor or um, psychologist would be thrown out. And I had no idea what it meant in conversation. Uh, but what it did tell me was that. Um, as a as an adult now who does so much work in the field, I realized that a lot of my peers were um, who were white were were very privy to mental health and what was going on with their mental health because of the fact that a lot of them, you know, had it normalized at an early age. So it wasn't a secret um, that 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 they would go and see um, a, a therapist or a counselor or that they had. Uh, maybe a social worker working with them through mental and emotional issues. Right. And I thought that this was very interesting because for us, we grew up, you know, definitely like in, in black culture and some of the other cultures, it was what happens in this house stays in this house or you ain't going to see no shrink or, you know, ain't nothing wrong with you. You ain't crazy. Like it was so many different things. And so um, I think that was the first piece, the second piece. And I don't know if, if you all ever saw this or experienced it, but I'm an early bird, so I wake up at the crack of dawn, sometimes before the crack of dawn, but definitely when I was younger, waking up super early, and I would be up and I would watch the news with my mother um, before she got ready for work. My dad and my brothers would still be asleep, and I, I, I paid attention to a pattern 
um, that would happen during the commercials of these um, these news stories that would break from our respective news channels in the morning. And that was that there were commercials specifically around medication that helped with depression or that helped with some kind of mental issue or emotional issue that was going on. And, and one of the common traits that I saw from that um, marketing that came through these commercials was that everybody in the commercial was white. Everyone in the commercial was a white person in these different, you know, displays of, oh, we're going to take the medicine and it's going to make us feel better and it's going to make us happy. And and I, for, I think that really stuck with me for a long time. And it really kind of caused um, this idea to float that, oh, well, it's only white people because clearly they're the ones on the commercial, right? So when we talk about this idea of representation matters, right, in film, in art, in culture, in movies, and I'll just give you a brief example. So we are obviously mourning the loss of Chadwick Boseman, um, but you look at his work as the Black Panther, and why was he, you know, so celebrated in that role? Not just because he smashed it, but it was the first time and I talked about this in a in a podcast episode earlier this week. It was literally the first time that we got a chance to see a non-stereotypical superhero that looked like us that was powerful um, like his white counterparts. He was, if you don't know, T'Challa, the Black Panther, is literally one of the 10 smartest individuals in all of Marvel Comics. Um, he was the king of a very powerful nation. He didn't have that stereotypical background like a you know Luke Cage coming from Harlem, which we love Luke Cage think he's phenomenal as a as a character and development but you know Luke Cage definitely carried some of those stereotypes and he wasn't like maybe you know like a falcon or um a war machine to where they were just the secondary backup for um you know the bigger uh white superhero T'Challa excuse me he stood on his own um in his own right in his own power and and that inspired so many people who were black or who are black because it was like, yo, like this is amazing. Somebody that looks like me that that is that is able to attain and accomplish and do this, that, and the third. And so I'm saying all of that to say that representation, when we talk about the mental health piece, it matters. And why does it matter? Because seeing commercials like that, that that helped quote unquote people when it came to this medication will alter your mood and, and get you back straight. But then when you see it, it's it's literally, you know, younger middle-aged to older middle-aged white men and women. It, it makes a huge difference to say like, oh, wow, they're not the only ones that go through it. And this is no knock against white people at all. I'm not saying y'all did anything wrong or anything like that. I'm simply saying that I think it's important to point this out because of how imagery can stick in our brain and we as a people as a whole can carry certain misconceptions we can carry certain biases right and so growing up thinking that the conversation or the dealing of depression and suicide was strictly something that white people dealt with um, it hindered me in my process to be able to 
understand, but then also in my process to be able to overcome and heal. And so I'm being transparent in what I experienced and saw so that hopefully you can have that same thing when it comes to a, a greater understanding, but just at an earlier rate. That way you don't have to go through some of the, the issues and the problems that arise and come along with this misconception. And so I want to encourage you all with this today, understanding that it is not just something that, um, you know, one particular race of people goes through. The reality is, is that when we talk about the issues that focus and surface around mental and emotional health, um, definitely depression and suicide, um, I realize that it is a universal human struggle, right? This is not a battle that is assigned to one particular race, right? And so I think that we've got to start having um, more self-awareness when it comes to understanding that these mental and emotional issues, uh, no respective person, like they will hit you if you are open and going through a struggle, if you are vulnerable and you find yourself in a space of struggle and you are susceptible, it is something that can literally hit you in a moment's time. And it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're any less valuable. It doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It means that you're human, right? It means that you are an individual who has found yourself dealing with some circumstances in life that maybe you didn't expect. And because you didn't expect it, you don't know how to handle it or deal with it. But I don't want you to take this time to start pushing it away or trying to repress it and, and push it down and act like it doesn't exist. Um, you don't need to be discouraged in your struggle thinking that you are different or that you don't belong. Because this was my thought process for a very long time. When I realized that I was dealing with depression and that I was suicidal, I felt like a black sheep. I felt like I did not belong. I felt like I was not worthy. And I, I want you to understand that that is not the case. You've got to understand that you as a person with this as you find out and as you discover, and this is specifically for people of color right now, as you discover yourself and where you are in your identity, where you are in your mental health, understand that this is not just a white person's problem. This is a universal issue that if given the right circumstances, you could be affected as well. And so I think that it's important for us to make sure that we are being mindful of this um, as we move forward in the conversation of suicide prevention. We've got to start paying attention in our respective communities, right? Because we're not all, you know, blessed to be intertwined and have the, the, the big diverse culturals and communities depending on where we live geographically, right? And so in this, I think it's important as we have these different conversations, please don't just shoo them off thinking that, oh, this is something that affects, you know, only that race or that group of people. No, like we got to pay attention to our people in our own backyard because the reality is, is that it can affect us as well. And I just want to leave this as your encouragement for today, understanding that this is not just an issue that one group of people goes through. It's something that we all as human can encounter. And the idea and the goal behind this month and the work that we're doing between this podcast, the content that you see, everything that's going up, it is to help in the prevention phase as you come to the reality and the understanding that this is something that all humans deal with. I love you guys, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dreams.